Welcome to This Week in Sparkling Water. My name is Joachim Eriksson, and I'm the host of This Week in Sparkling Water. And today I have a guest. Look at this, Amanda. Hi. You're at my house. Finally able to do it. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so I'm super thirsty. I have a super dry mouth. Uh, we should start by re reviewing a water. Let's. You know, we're going to talk about this, but I listened to this like 12-hour podcast about J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. And she had such a dry mouth the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a ton of audiobooks and I just cringe every time I hear the mouth being just dry and yeah, just sticking yeah, to itself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We need to drink some water. Okay. Yes, let's do it. I'm excited to see what you have picked for us today. So, the first one, I have two of them, so you get one. Because I think you have to drink a whole one. Okay. Ugh, almost dropped it on the computer. All good. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen one of these before? No. No, I have not. This is called Ambo Water. Okay. It's from a well in central Ethiopia. And it's like hundreds of years old. And Ethiopian people believe that it has magical properties. Oh, And it's water. like witch doctor water. The annoying thing is I bought these like a year and a half ago and they were like 40 bucks each. Mm -hmm. And then now they're like available for four bucks. <laughs> You're ahead of your time. Yeah, I was. And I didn't even review them until now. So. Well, thanks for letting me be the one you christen them with. Yeah. So it's got lots of minerals. Ambo. It's such a cool, not 2023 label. Yeah. Okay. So let's smell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smelled. <laughs> You know, I have multiple times done episodes where we do a whole flight of unflavored sparkling water, <laughs> and every time it doesn't go well, yeah. and every time I forget that, and then 50 episodes later, I'll do another one. That's not what we're doing today, no. but this is not flavored. But okay, let's taste it. Let's taste it. Okay. Yeah. It's salty. You notice that it's salty? No, I was more distracted by the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> it fizzes along the tongue. That's that's it, kind of fun. Yeah, it is it is bubbly. Yeah, it's a weird bubbliness, but so now you have to score it. Actually, it's kind of like we have to score it at the end where you can tell if the magical properties of the water have kicked in or not. Yeah, so do you know anything more about the magical properties? Is it yes. just like brings out the In fact, I saved down a paragraph of text about the Ambo hey, mineral water. So smart. It's been bottled since nineteen thirty. It is said that the last emperor of Ethiopia, Haile, Haile Selassie. Have you ever heard of Haile Selassie? No. I don't know either. It's just rappers always talk about him. Oh, okay. Um, Haile Selassie used to travel there to drink the water, which the locals claim have restorative properties. Local residents have stated that the water can improve digestion, comma, and then I didn't copy the rest. Yeah. So there we are. <laughs> Spouting facts without all the facts. Yeah. <laughs> we got the first half of the paragraph. <laughs> Great. And that's okay. But what do you think as a drinking experience, Amanda? What score would you give it? Let's see. I think it's probably like a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that. I okay. I'm gonna give it an eight. You know what I did yesterday? What? I went and got gas at, late at night mm -hmm. after work, and then I'm on my phone and I'm all tired and stuff, and it's like real late. And then I get in my car and I start rolling and I look in the rearview mirror and the <laughs> nozzle is still in there. And I almost did that thing that they do on the internet. Just drive away. Where you drive off and then you see someone. I, have you seen these videos where people, someone's on the highway and the nozzle is just, in the, just hanging out? Swinging up. about. <laughs> and then you try, it, the person filming tries to get them to pull over and they're like, I don't, stop cat calling me. Yeah. That but, was almost me. Good catch. But I, yeah, I just started rolling and it's like got a little bit taut, the post, and it like didn't pop off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How was your week, Amanda? It was good. Battling yeah. this cold. Um, I don't often go home from, I don't go home early from work and I almost did it every day this week. Yeah. But I'm feeling much better. Yeah. You, you know what you reminded me of? Hmm. Um, this is like, oh God, I hate this. I hate this cringe reference I'm about to do, but, but have you seen that Friends episode where Phoebe has a cold? <laughs> 
Probably. I think I've seen them all. Uh, she has a cold and she like has a really cool voice. Oh, <laughs> And she yeah. like has this jazzy deep voice. <laughs> yeah. And she sings, and for that few days that she has a cold, she's, like, way more successful. Mm -hmm. So then when she starts feeling better, she starts to panic. And then she's, like, licking. Yeah, <laughs> she's trying to get sick again. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird character. Living in Northern California now, interfacing with real hippies a lot mm -hmm. that Phoebe in Friends character is really funny to look back on because it's such a, like written by a New York person that has never met a hippie right. <laughs> character. Right. We're like, none of that maps on properly to like what <laughs> what a real hippie is like. Right. Yeah. She's just an eccentric character. Yeah, she's an eccentric and yeah, that whole show like doesn't make sense at all looking back on it. No. But yeah, you never go home early from work. You you work so much, Amanda. I work so much and you work so much more than me. I think we're just a hardworking team. Yes. Is it hard to be in a relationship when you work so much? It is. Does that come up? Yes, it does. It's more like me bringing it up, though, of like where I feel work-life balance is getting pulled more towards um, work. And that yeah. kind of gets hard because we don't have a day off together at the moment. And so that mm. is what weighs on me. But I'm mm. working towards on um, getting a day off because, I mean, like, got into this relationship for a reason because, you know, I enjoy them, you know? Yeah. But it's more like instead of having fights about it, you preemptively mm -hmm. are like, I know this isn't perfect and I'm yeah. working towards something. That's what you're saying that you're doing? Exactly. Sometimes you got to just like time to push. Is yeah. What we say. You mean like that this is a period where you like working more than you feel like you will always be working? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can go from, like, a couple of days to a couple of months to, yeah. like, this is the time in my career where I need to push yeah, to get ahead and to get where I need to be to be yeah. successful in the end. Yeah, I think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long can we do this for? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, what's sustainable? Yeah, like, what, what the heck's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. So you used to be married? I did. What happened there? Uh, that's a, um, it's a big question. That is a big question because a lot happened. Mm -hmm. I was always the mom in my friend group, even in my like family, I was always like the maternal one of all the siblings and mm. the friends would always call me like mom, Amanda. And, mm. um, so like, that was just, that was just the way it was going to be mm. that I was going to be the mom. And yeah. You know, like, just, like, that's kind of even, like, the way we established our household as to, like, where I would be taking care of the kids. Um, just because that is, I mean, I love kids. Yeah. I do. Um, and to the point where my ex, like, did all the grocery shopping, paid all of the bills. I just paid part of rent. Well, I call yeah. it rent, but it was the mortgage. And, yeah. um... And whatever bills were due, I would, he would just tell me. Yeah. And then, um, so he kind of like managed the entire household. Yeah. And then we got married and then it was like time to like start trying to have kids. And then I, it turns out that I couldn't. I, um, mm. I had three miscarriages. Two of them were ectopic pregnancies where like mm. the pregnancy gets stuck in your fallopian tubes and then they rupture. Mm. So we couldn't have kids the traditional way. Yeah. It would have to be um, in vitro or all of the different options that they yeah. have now. And then time would go by and then I couldn't remember, or I, I wouldn't like, I didn't have the drive to figure out why I was wanting to be a, like, why don't I have the drive to look into getting IVF or whatever the options are and stuff. I just didn't have it. And so I really like started to like internalize of like, what is going on with me? Like, yeah. yeah, like that happens. Like you, you lose kids. That's pretty normal. And, and so I just like did a really big deep dive. I mean, I went into therapy, which I strongly encourage for anybody yeah. always. Um, and I just yeah. like really had to figure out who I was and what I wanted, because if I couldn't have kids and then I all of a sudden didn't want to have this drive to figure out how to have children, what does that leave me with? Yeah. 
And then so I looked at my marriage and, well, okay, let's invest in that. And, like, even that was falling short. Hmm. He just, like, he had the whole house, like, the roles in our household was just, like, already established. And then I looked at him and I was just like, what kind of, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. And then I just kind of realized, like, I, I just, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I wasn't happy. And then even, like, when I... When I asked for the divorce and I was separating, my best friend from high school, she was like, you know, you never want to tell anybody this, but like, when you guys got married, you kind of lost your light. And I was like, oh my God, like, how do you tell somebody that? Manda, you're married now. You don't, you don't shine as bright. <laughs> yeah. says that. It's because they love them and they want to, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, you don't want to say that. No. Why but you, you can know that? it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it just was like. And then, like, when I would try to, like, bring up conversations with him of, like, trying to get to know him again, yeah, he would look at me like, I mean, why are you asking that right now? Like, yeah. that's a weird question to randomly ask somebody you've been with 11 years. Mm. <laughs> 11 years? Yeah. We were together wow. for a very long time. Wow. I mean, I was only married for, like, three of them. But still, it was an 11-year relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, miscarriages are very common and stuff. Yeah. But it's still very, like, psychologically and oh my spiritually God. hard. Yeah. So hard. Like, so many emotions are in there. Like, because yeah. even, like, you get a little bit of relief, and that's a mind mm. F all around. Like, because yeah. you're like, why am I relieved? I thought I wanted this. Yeah. And then, then that's, like, it's a whole nother thing. Wow, like, it's fascinating hearing you say that. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Well, I mean, just because, like, if you're relieved about not having a kid, mm. then you're like, am I a bad mom? Do I not actually yeah. want this? What does that mean? Who am I then? Yeah. And that's exactly the tailspin I went in. And I had to, like, completely start from blank. Because, you know, every person has their own foundation of who they are. Like, who yeah. they believe they are to the core. And I always imagined it like pillars underneath everything frivolous. I mm. This is my favorite color. This is, you know, whatever. It's like your sister... Your, you know, you, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever your pillars are. And then one of them gets removed, you're, you're shook. You don't know. Yeah. You're like, what does this mean? So you get a blank slate in front of you. And I knew that that, I mean, it was scary and very overwhelming, but then I knew I can go into depression of like, no, I don't know who I am. And this is very scary. But I didn't want that because this was a new chapter for me. And I wanted it to start out how I wanted it yeah. to be. And so I took control. So you took control. Mm-hmm. So and you made a choice, you mean? Yeah, I made the hard choice and left. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting uh, because, and I've never talked about this on the podcast, and it's actually something I recorded a two-hour episode about that I never published, which is that I, well, the medium-long version of this story is like, I was seeing this girl and it was very nice and she was very, just very mature and a very good person. And whatever happened, she had this very measured and mature way of relating to everything. And it didn't feel super like sparks flying and head over heels infatuated super in love Mm -hmm. but it was a very nice relationship with like no negativity and then it just sort of tapered out in this very grown-up way too where it's like we just sort of saw each other a little bit less and then eventually i was like maybe maybe we should just call it and just be friends or something and so we did and after like having seen been seeing each other for like five six months and then Two weeks later, she just sent me this picture of an ultrasound mm. that she was pregnant. Oh, my. And then the weird thing with that was that I was, my first reaction was that I was happy, which I found so surprising. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's how I was going to react. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> I was happy and we talked about it and she was... We were, she's also like just at a time in her like early 30s, like just like when you're, when it's a time when you consider things, you consider what does this mean? Like you don't just immediately go towards like, 
oh, I should have an abortion or whatever. And everything, and so we just like started spending some time together and it just like rekindled the relationship. And then we just sort of like got into this whole thing of starting planning things. Like, should we do this? Should we like actually do this? And months went by and we like were talking about how maybe we should like live together. Where should we live? You know, should we change cars? Maybe these cars aren't most appropriate for this. Like really sort of very theoretically, because we didn't really act on a lot of those things. Like neither one of us moved, neither one of us changed cars, but just like thinking and fleshing out the idea of this whole life together. Yeah. And then when she's like entering second trimester or whatever, she had a miscarriage. Yeah. And... Oh, so heavy, mm -hmm. so sad. Yeah. Again, like what you said, it's so crazy because like when she sent me the picture of the um, ultrasound, I had this like weird feeling of like, I'm like mostly happy about this. I'm like a little bit scared, but I'm like not that scared. And then when she had the miscarriage, it's a mixed thing again. And then the fact that it's mixed makes you feel guilty because like it's a simplification of your life, your life, you're again presented with this like, oh no, your life is not about to become super complicated. Mm -hmm. And it's like a part of you is like, maybe that's, maybe that's nice. And then I felt so guilty about that. For sure. And she was so fucking sad, dude. Oh, mm -hmm. it was so fucking hard. Yeah. And I really feel guilty about how I like, I don't know, you know, like I have a job and I still went, like I didn't take a bunch of time off from work to like be with her and stuff. When she Your was life sad. didn't change as no. much. Yeah. No, no, exactly. It's like it there's a thing about it where like it's just different for the person that has the pregnancy going on inside of their body. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a physical thing there that's like different. Yep. God, that made me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard because like even as the one holding holding the pregnancy, it was, it was interesting because I didn't know what was going on with me yeah. in the, in the manner of, is this hormones Yeah. or am I really grieving? Or when I cry out of nowhere, yeah. is this, is it grief coming up manifesting in ways where I just start crying randomly or is it the hormones? Like what? And then like, What's real? And then, you know, it's all real. It's all yeah. completely valid and normal and what you're supposed to be doing. But, like, when you're trying to figure out, I mean, you analyze everything. Even though you know, it, know it's normal, you mm -hmm. can't help but think, oh, was it the coffee that I had? Is it the medication that I had the mm -hmm. night before I knew I was pregnant? Is it, <laughs> was it too much? Um, you know, it's just totally. everything. You come up with everything. With yeah. Every reason as to, like, what you could have done better. And really, it's nothing yeah you couldn't have done anything your body just wasn't ready for it totally oh yeah i mean and that's even hard in itself because you're like isn't that what i'm supposed to do yeah and no and i mean that's so hard for me to accept but like growing up and just being an adult and being in relationships and doing stuff it's just like accepting that everything is in the gray area where like we have this idea that we exist and that we have this identity of like what we really are, but everything is just like the hormones are who we are. Yep. And like the whole thing is just this. Mm -hmm. And with this, with the situation with like pregnancy and not pregnancy, it's like, cause then she had a miscarriage and then the months went by and stuff. And then eventually I just sort of like, we just ended up in the same thing of how we broke up the first time. Where, like, I just, the, it wasn't, like, the most exciting. It was just two very mature people. Yeah. I mean, now I just called myself a very mature person. <laughs> it was just Is two, like, you could do yeah. <laughs> it was two, like, really good-looking people who were, like... Really cool, awesome, yeah. amazing humans. Just, like, <clears throat> yeah. It was just two perfect tens hanging out, <laughs> being, like... <laughs> and then... 
not being that excited. I, yeah, I just wasn't that excited about the relationship. And then I broke up with her again. And then that felt horrible. Because now it's like, that raises this question of like, was it just a relationship because there was a pregnancy sort of like underpinning it or like driving us imagining a life together? And the truth is that yes, that's probably a big driver of us imagining a life together. Survival, you got to think of ways to survive. Yeah, and it's like, God, that made me feel like such a little like automaton, like such a little robot brain. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go to uh, societal norm and you yeah. fit in the puzzle piece. Yeah. And, God damn it. Yeah, and then I hurt her feelings again. Yeah. God. You're yeah. such an asshole. I'm a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> You're not a mature human. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit, Amanda. I'm a complete piece of shit, though. No, but for reals, though? Yeah, it's okay. So am I, so. Nope, you're not, but that's okay. No, hey, Amanda, every single episode I talk about how I cherish every moment I get to spend with you, Amanda, because I learned so much from you about how to just be better. <laughs> that makes me chuckle. Well, well I'm how glad I can inspire. Better. I don't know. I really appreciate you in London and just like you just see people for where they're at and you meet them where they're at and you just, yeah, it's so nice. That's cool. Thanks. I love it. I don't feel like I do that sometimes. And Doug is actually (laughs) my, uh, my, my brings my grounder. He brings me back. Doug is your Amanda? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Doug is my me. There's times where I'm like, why don't they know this? And blah, blah, blah. I thought it was pretty common sense. And he's like, well, this is their first job. So. Yeah. I'm like, right. That's all he needs to say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Speaking of which, I have an announcement now that I have everyone's attention. Corey wants me to tell everyone that you should put more trays in the service station in the bar and fewer trays in the service station in the galley. Because, like, we don't use them in the galley to run food. We need them in the bar. To run drinks. And he gets super annoyed when there's too many in the galley and he wanted me to say that to everyone. Yeah, can we do that with pens too? Can you just stop? You, Joe, Kim, <laughs> stop bringing them to the office. <laughs> we need them in the galley and the front desk and at the bar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah, I have a lot of work pens at home. You! It's you! <laughs> I knew somebody was walking away with them. Look, it's an old... It's an old server habit that your hands just steal pens, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when guys have long pockets. They're fortunate enough to have... Guys have long pockets. Guys have pockets that can yeah. fit pens. Right. So that leads me into my next question. What's wrong with men? Oh, kid. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with men. No, 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 no. The men that there's something wrong with. What's What happened there? What's wrong with them? Society. Have you not listened to anything in the past three years? Yeah. What happened in the last three years? Oh. Or what do you mean? What's the last three <laughs> well, I mean, years just like, more than the... Everyone is being more educated and outspoken. Like the... Um, well, okay. Yeah. A lot has happened in the last three years. Like COVID, for yeah. one, where everyone gets to like self-reflect. And I know you know about that. Word. Word. Yeah. But what happened? Why are the men so shitty? Why are men so shitty? Okay, I don't like to mass generalize. Hey, Amanda, check this out. This is a safe space. All everyone listening is a woman. You're good. <laughs> this is a woman pod. <laughs> okay, so all women want, if we're mass generalizing here, is just to be treated equal. So anything a man says, would you say that to another man? So just think about it. Yeah. Like when you comment on the way somebody's lo- somebody looks, would you say that to a man? Yeah. Are you asking me? No, I mean, okay, you, yeah, okay. you can answer, but, but like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that is what it is. So when I get our somebody from our team saying, oh, yeah, women in their purses, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. no, that's not, you wouldn't say that to, okay, you maybe would say that to, okay, that's not a good example. Like, I remember it happened a long time ago. Nah, I don't like that story. No, tell it. God well, no, damn no, it. No, 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 no. Because it's not really, like, it is, it's more sexual harassment than 
What's wrong with women? Well, I mean, happened, with men. If it happened a long enough time ago, maybe we can talk about it. Well, <laughs> I mean, because no, nobody did a damn thing. And it yeah. was like, so one of the line cooks catcalled mm. a server walking in. And yeah. that server walking in was just merely existing, like coming into work to, to do her job. Yeah. And nobody called the guy out. Now, I later learned that those two were friends, like hung out outside of work all of the time. Yeah. But like, I didn't know that. I don't know who else in the kitchen didn't know that, but that allowed all of like the other people in the, that heard her, heard that to now see her like that. Yeah. You know, and that's not cool. No. So like that line cook needed to show respect for that server. In their profession. Yeah. Like, just give them respect of existing yeah. and coming to work to do their job. Yeah. Because it's like a rude act of simplifying someone. Yeah. To force force that lens on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's stuff like that, that even though you're just fucking around with your friend, still, like, give your friend that respect. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, okay, so now I'm going <clears> to <throat> now I'm going to get really specific and say, you know who I fucking love? I love Chef Eric. Because he has a solid core. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. And I don't. Like <laughs> I don't have a solid identity and I don't know who I am and I will mirror anyone's energy. Sure. Okay. And I'm just like fluid. I'm just rainwater adapting the shape of the ground beneath me. So like I've had these moments where like I'm in the kitchen and someone is just like being toxic and I'm just hanging out and I'm just like, yeah, 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 going along with the joke. And then I, everyone's laughing. And then I look at Eric and he's just like not laughing. And he's looking at me like, don't do that. Do what I'm doing. Mm. And I have, I like, it's some of the strongest feelings of respect I've ever felt when I'm like, you don't mirror everyone's energy and you just, you aren't like this personality disorder level people pleaser where you will just say whatever to the person you're talking to, to make them happy. Sure. You like have your own thing. You have like your own ethical framework that comes ahead of the people pleasing. Yes. He does. That takes precedent. And the fact that you're not laughing at this moment and the fact that I can just be here mirroring your energy because I can't learn how to like have a solid core. I can just learn how to ask myself, what would Eric do? Mm -hmm. And the fact that I can stand next to him and mirror his energy instead, this energy that I respect, this energy that doesn't laugh at stuff that's rude and like... That, like, if you really unpack it and really think about it, it has, like, these negative downstream effects, which are – sometimes it's, like, really hard to figure out the negative downstream effects of yeah. what you say. Because, like, especially as a manager, because – and this is something I've really struggled with and really had to, like, learn – is the fact that, like, I'll say something in the direction – like, even just – hinting in the direction of something bad that is still way within the parameters of what's okay. But the fact that I like, the fact that I, as someone's superior, hint in a direction Mm -hmm. creates a, what Barack Obama would call a permission structure. Yes. To mean that, oh, so things in that vague direction is okay. So now, now I, as a subordinate, can... I don't have the pressure on me to give a shit about anything. So I will take things 10 times further. Yes. And then, so like, it means that we have to be so much better because I would be cool with if everyone just stuck within the parameters that I'm staying within, but that's not how it works. It's about the suggestion of the permission structure. Exactly. Which is so hard. And it really means being not as fun. I... You had me until that moment. Yeah. Okay. So, I like, I like that you say that, Amanda. God damn it! I like that you're not a a personality disorder people pleaser that just say yes to what I'm saying. Well, sometimes I am, yeah. um, but that's not the point of this podcast. It's to have yeah. a discussion. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. because we had a GM, and she was 
a little unsteady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she would I like this. she would um because I I have a hard time talking about it where I know people are listening because I do have a lot of respect for this woman. Okay. Um, but she would was kind of manic at times mm-hmm. and would say, this is this and this and that, and you need to do this and you need to do it right now and like, hurry, this is due and like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And really kind of be manic like that. And then when I, I would do something that I didn't know I was doing wrong or something, like she would come at me and not coach me or train me or anything like that. It was, that was her training style was coming at me. And that, um, then allowed me to do that to my staff because I thought like I was new to the industry. Mm. I thought that's how it was. So then when a housekeeper or the front desk one time checked somebody into a room that wasn't done yet Mm -hmm. and kind of a big faux pas, massive. And I laid into them and I went home feeling so dirty Mm -hmm. because that's not me. That's not my style. That is not who I am. But I allowed my manager's management style to give me permission to talk to them like that. Mm. And then I didn't want, I realized that that happened. And so that then allowed me to allow my staff to talk to each other like that. And that was not okay. Yeah. Like as a manager, sure. I can like lay into my employees. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I did not want them to start talking to each other like that. So I had to completely change that and I had to like dissociate from her management style and like, mm-hmm. okay, that's how she's talking to me. I need to change it and relay it a different way to my staff. Because everything trickles down and then it doesn't trickle down as a copy <laughs> of it. It trickles down as bigger and worse. Yes. Like the trickled down version mm-hmm. that you then manifest is like worse. And then the people below you will then manifest a copy of that again and make it even worse. Yes. Like it has for some reason when it when it's out in the laboratory of reality, the wild wildfire. Yeah. Just goes wildfire? Yeah. So that's where I the think wilderness. it's not out <laughs> out I don't think it's no longer fun. It's mm-hmm. actually becomes more fun because then you're in control of the narrative. <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. I love that you bring it back to the concept of fun there because I think about that a lot because I like one part of my people pleasing has always been to try to be entertaining mm-hmm. uh, to like an obsessive, like self-hating level. Oh. And then that's been a readjustment to have to let go of certain ways of being funny mm-hmm. that are even though I and I like it's so hard to fucking be specific about it. But like, even though I feel like the joke that I'm doing is okay and I will stand by it just because of the realm that it's in, Mm -hmm. then people will think that jokes in that realm are okay and then they'll do other jokes in that realm that aren't funny. And they don't have the boundaries that you know that you have inside. And, but yeah, no, being in control of narrative. But yeah, no, there's definitely a parallel to, um, to sobriety. And like before getting sober... I remember one thing about it that was a big obstacle for me to getting sober was that I th- I was I was fucking hilarious yeah. when I was wasted. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking hilarious wasted person, Amanda. Like I will dominate a very large space with hilarity and bring the entire room along. Yeah. Like I'll get everyone along with the hilarity. Yeah. And then giving that up because it isn't really available to me in the same way as a sober person giving that up is like it is a it is a loss like there is but then there's just like it's just the river of life you know you just get in the water and you float down the river of life and like you give up on some things and you discover new things yeah. and it's like i'm very grateful for my sobriety and like it, I, I discovered so many new things with my sobriety, like it's all good. And I think though, as much as you don't want to admit it, I do think that we're giving, I like be doing it properly and doing it in a way where we make sure everyone is respected and in a way where it's safe for everyone and where we perpetuate like good cultures Mm -hmm. means, I do believe that it means that there is some comedy is lost. 
Yes. Because at the end of the day, you have to get a job done. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some comedy is lost, but a lot is gained. Like having everyone feel good. Yeah. And respected. Being part of a healthy team. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Worth some comedy lost. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I tell you that right now. It's a work in progress. Always. You you can never be content. You know who already figured it out? London. What do you mean? <laughs> she just she just has it figured out. It's so like, <laughs> I think she would laugh hearing you say that. <laughs> she has it figured out, dude. It's like there's so much like so much culture perpetuating and so much like good stuff trickling down. Yeah. Where like oh I it's so weird. It's such a weird abstract feeling that I don't know how to describe. But like I will not know how to do something, and then. I'll like just out of the corner of my eye watch her do something and just have this idea of like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be done. And then like I discovered this whole thing of like I, I knew how to do it the whole time. Right. And then sometimes I'll like write her an email. And in the act of writing her to the email, I know how she's going to respond to the email. And I don't even have to send it. Hey. Because it's like. She's in your head. I know how to <laughs> I know how to do this. Do. Once I've written, you know, the other voice that's a really just crisp, cr- crystal clear voice is Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> what, Good. <laughs> what would Skylar do is a really clear voice in my head too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, what's the most annoying thing about working with me? <laughs> I am not. No. This is yeah. this is a trap. Let's make it a top five. And then if at any point when we're talking about something else, you think about something else that's annoying about me, feel free to come back to this topic. The most annoying thing about you yeah. is your ability to explain food and wine. Oh, okay, okay. A veiled, you're doing backdoor bragging, but mm-hmm. as a compliment, you're doing backdoor compliments. <laughs> No, I thoroughly yeah. enjoy working with you. So there's okay. it's there's not an annoying thing. Okay, not convincing at all, but fine, whatever. Not convincing. There are things that you Okay. Yeah. Okay, I will give you some feedback. Okay. There yeah. are times where you say things that are pushing the boundary of appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and like I think what? we've always we've discussed it. Yeah. Behind the one thing that you said to the server that one time and Sonia chimed in. Oh, yeah. Talked about that on a podcast at length. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's just like other, there's been two other things that same week that I was like, well, we can discuss it later. That was me being too mean and too, too much. Yes. Sometimes. You are water. Are you, you are chameleon. I would say chameleon as opposed to water. Yeah. I see that now. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll have a 30-minute conversation with someone, mirroring them, and then I'll go straight into a second conversation, and it'll be like, oh. That's also kind of like empath. Totally. Over-empath. Like, hyper-empath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. So. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Well. You just got to learn to control your powers for good. Mm. Maybe that's what this water is going to do for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 um. Being a hyper empath includes having to sit down once a week and just uh, talk to myself in my living room into a microphone about like times when it wasn't consequence free, mm-hmm. times when it got a little bit what they in Chinese called kanke, which means the bumpy road. Mm. Times when the road got a little bit bu- bumpy. Oh, uh, God. Sometimes I'm terrible at my job, but that's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We're all terrible at our jobs at times. Oh, God. Don't whatever. even get me started on the cancellation policy and guest recovery. Kid, that is my weakest point, and it happens <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, you mean that you you give people their money back too much? or the other I just way don't know how to really like hold strong on something that I'm partially enthusiastic about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I hear you. but But look... I'm just saying we all have our weak spots. Yeah, but I mean that's an example of maybe you're doing it perfect, you know? Mm. You know, maybe we should give people their money back every single time and then 
have them love us and have they have them come back, you know? Mm. Um, Amanda, should we drink another water? Yes. Okay. So this one I bought in Denmark last time I was there. And then I like never drank it. And now I'm fucking going back next week. So I'm like, yeah, we have to drink it right now. We do, right now. It's rhubarb. Fun. And hindbeer, which I don't know what that is. Okay. Because it's Danish. But it's probably something in the vein of like cloudberry. Do you know what cloudberry is? No. But it's a thing in Washington. Cloudberry? Yeah. Never heard of it. It's like... Marionberry. That I've heard of, yeah. Yeah, you know that family of different like berries. Cloudberry, like Marionberry type of like a purpley blueberry. Yeah, juicy purpley. Probably be good with ice cream. Yeah. I got some Marionberry Tillamook ice cream in my freezer right now. In well this done. Moment. Had some last night. Okay, rhubarb. Rhubarb. Rhubarb and jammy berry. What is rhubarb? What was, is rhubarb? I mean, like, what is it? How would you describe it? That annoying thing that you do, describe food, foods really well? Yeah. So <laughs> rhubarb is the tartest thing there is. Okay. So what we do in Sweden that I wish people did here is like rhubarb pie that's not anything else. It's just rhubarb. Here, there's only rhubarb strawberry pie. <sighs> I just wish people would let the rhubarb be alone in a pie because it's so cool. Rhubarb crumble. Super tart. Okay, so let's try this out. Let's smell it. First, you have to smell it. Ooh. I love that. It is very fragrant. Yes. It's like plum. It smells like plum. It smells like a fruit juice. Mm -hmm. Like pluot. Oh, yeah. It smells like apricot or peach or something like that. Mm -hmm. Super confusing. Wow, that's... Hold on, that's not bubbly. <laughs> Take what it back. The, what the hell? <laughs> this, is, this is still water? Uh, <laughs> he's reading the label. Natural. What? Oh, my God. This must have lost the... Okay, yeah. Hey, I think the fact that I waited almost two years... <laughs> might be a contributing factor. Because it's, it says here, Danish is, Danish is the most hilarious, silly language in the whole world. Yeah. And that's saying something. Is it? Because it sounds a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah, but all the Northern European languages, even if we include things like Dutch and stuff, they mm. sound hilarious. But, Dutch, but Danish is the most hilarious. And so their way of saying with bubbles, Bruce. Oh, blues? Bruce. Hindbar och rabarbo made Bruce. Means with, with Bruce. Which means bubbles. Yeah. So it's supposed to have bubbles. Yeah. And that has not even like a little bit. None. There's zero fizz. This is the flattest. Like my water coming out of the tap <laughs> has slightly more of a bubbly mouthfeel than this. <laughs> yeah. There's zero bubble mouthfeel. Yeah. This is like almost negative bubble. Mm -hmm. This smells really cool though. Mm -hmm. um, that's making me uncomfortable drinking that, thinking about how it's so old. It's, uh, yeah, that flavor is probably, I'm going to give it a three to eight, you know? Because the potential is there? Yeah, yeah, it has the potential to be somewhere between a three and an eight. Yeah, give it a score, though. Give it a potential score. Well, that kind of depends on the bubbles. I'm yeah. all about the bubbles. Is yeah. it going to be like a, a smaller fizz on the tongue, like yeah. the, the ancient water we just drank? Yeah. Or is it going to be like Waterloo where they're big bubbles? Yeah. You know? So if they're, I think, I guess, either way... They're smaller bubbles. I'll give it like an between a seven or an eight. Yeah. And if they're big bubbles, because I'm a sucker for the big bubbles. Yeah. I go nine ten. Nine ten. You like those big fat Midwestern bubbles? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those big dairy it's country. More refreshing to me. Um, is there anything you want to talk about on the podcast? What other questions you got? Yeah. Do you care about politics? Not enough to have an educated conversation or no, an but educated opinion. No, but not that we would talk about politics. The interesting thing to talk about is like, what's your mental health relationship with politics? Oh. You know what I mean? From a personal <clears throat> level. Well, 
That's so that was something else I learned in the last three choices. years from yeah. the big stuff that's come through is I used yeah. to like not think that I could not that I couldn't have an opinion, but like there were people more educated out there to handle that type of stuff for me. And now I realize that they're not. And so that I, I do need to do, I do need to speak and yeah. vote, vote even down yes. for the, that vote yeah. like at the city level. And even then it's oh, not yeah. perfect. Yeah. I have this weird belief in even the voting of a public that isn't educated and doesn't like, I don't know. I just really instinctively believe in it. I just believe that if everyone that the, I really believe that the p- solution is to get as many people to vote as possible, mm-hmm. even when they, I don't know, I go back and forth on it, but like there are these weird studies where they've like, they'll take a cow and they'll have a thousand non-expert guess the weight of the cow. And then they'll have three experts guess the weight of the cow. Mm-hmm. And like in those fact anchored situations where there is a correct answer, mm-hmm. a big enough group of a big enough group of non-experts come closer to the truth than experts. Yeah. It's like this weird phenomenon. It's super surprising. Yeah. But then when I hear that, I just like instinctively really believe it. And I don't actually think it's true. No, I think it is absolutely true. Yeah, I choose to believe it. I believe that. Um, okay, we have to review the last water and then you have to go, right? Yes. Okay, it's Fever Tree. Love it. Everyone loves Fever Tree. It's the best Toki highballs. What did you say something about highballs? Toki highball. Toki is a whiskey, and then it's just like whiskey soda water in a highball glass. Is it called a Toki highball? And the best ones, you do it with fever tree shit. The fever tree shit has really small, expensive bubbles. Small bubbles is usually that it's not carbonated enough, but sometimes, like certain good champagnes and fever tree, managed to do like there's something about it where they do like these small silky bubbles that feel expensive and good even though they're not like the waterloo shit this is just aromatic tonic water from fever tree let's smell it <coughs> oh man she's got pneumonia no i don't totally in in, in uh, denial about having covid <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay thanks for giving me covid amanda <laughs> good thing we're six feet apart did you know i've never had it I thought you did. Nope. Never had COVID. Vaccinado four times. Yeah, me too. But like, also, I got it th- twice. Yeah. That's almost like, that's like six shots. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> what are we smelling? Um, bitter. There's like a bitterness. There's that tonic. Um, tonic. That's what I'm smelling. Yeah. Yeah. The root that it, it, the, it's so astringent and like knives out pointy. It's so pointy smelling. I would never have used that adjective. But then again, that's the annoying thing about working with you. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? It, which which, no, which I, shape I, does it make? <laughs> no, the fact that you put a, a scent into a shape is cool. It's like when numbers are a certain color. Yeah. What shape is it to you? Like a ball. But I wouldn't call it rounded either. Like the plastic hotel shape in Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go more shoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the top hat. <laughs> Okay, let's taste it. I mean, taste it. Yes, that's the word. That's the next step, yeah. Gosh dang, that's good. Mm, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yeah. Just that over ice. That's so good. Very tasty. That's really tasty. Yeah, what was the flavor in this? Yeah. It's just called aromatic tonic water. They have multiple oh, different... Oh, that's the aromatic bitters. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, yeah. I guess that is what it means, huh? Made with natural flavors, including Angostura bark. So, yes, ah. exactly. You got that, which I did not get. Yes. Angostura bitters is made with Angostura bark, and this has that in it. That's so the like, word I was looking for. That's lovely. I like that a lot. That's a 9 out of 10 right there. For sure. That's what I was thinking, too. All right, Amanda. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We won't get to the answer, I guess. Let's I need see. two more hours to get to the yeah, answer. So. We need, like, two more years. <laughs> I, chef told me to go to this hairdresser, barber. I keep saying hairdresser because in Swedish we don't differentiate these things. The different... Gender again. Um, yeah, you have to say barber. His name is Scoozy. Oh, okay. He actually, he showed up at Miracle one time yeah. and I literally told him to his face, 
Oh, your chef's hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> and how did he receive and that? And he didn't smile. Uh-huh. And he goes, Barber. <laughs> and right. he thought I was shitting on him. And it was just an ESL moment. Yep. I was just... Sorry, I'm European. So, dang it. We're running out of time. But remember when I asked you what language do you think in? And no, I just, just think laughed. in English most of the time. Oh, really? Yeah, I just think in English. Okay. But, so I went to Chef's Barber is what I was going to say. And he had a, first of all, he's smoking weed and drinking a pint of beer while cutting my hair. Sick. Colorful. Yeah. Offers me a pint of beer. All good. I'm sober. Mm-hmm. And then he has a huge, the ceiling has a flag hanging in the ceiling. And it's a Let's Go Brandon flag. What? Do you know what that is? Yes, I know what that is. Okay, good. I mean, that's one of the things that is so negative that I don't go down. But mm-hmm. I know what it is. Yeah. Like, enough to be yeah. like, do you know what it's from? Hug? No. Okay. Where it's from is that this one time at a NASCAR event, okay. a, uh, a girl is interviewing this guy. His name is Brandon. And he's standing. And the whole crowd is chanting, fuck Joe Biden. Oh, okay. But the girl interviewing thinks that they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And his name is Brandon. And she's like, what do you think about that? That they're all saying, let's go, Brandon. And then he listens to them and you can hear them saying, fuck Joe Biden. And they just say that over and over. And he listens to it for a couple of seconds. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. (laughs) But they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And then that video is so funny, obviously, that it becomes a, a uh, slogan. Yeah. So that's, again, yeah, we're out of time. But yes, it's like, it's weird. Like, I wish, I want to not care about politics, but then you go and get your hair cut. It's everywhere. And I can't go back there. You got to speak with your money. And I'm really surprised that chef goes there because I feel like Virginia is very much, I don't know. It is really interesting. But, you know. I want this. I love me some chef. So, yeah. I love me some chef too. I loved Zach. Yeah. And I don't just expect Virginia to be agreeing with me on everything. I expect I expect him to. So I'm surprised firsthand, not just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you for being a guest on the pod, Amanda. Are you going to come back and be a guest another time? I would love to. Okay, that's genuinely. Great. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. <laughs>